and Ren and Corey in the house. My name is Bryce Henderson. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Today we'll be discussing season two, episode six of Corey in the house titled, We Don't Have Chemistry. And this is episode number 27 of the podcast. Uh, with us as always to talk all things Corey in the house is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Uh, Bryce, we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight, okay? Yes. So every once in a while, I may grunt or sigh to let you know I'm still here, but don't hold back, okay? I'm all ears. Yes, and should I, should I put a blindfold on so I'll uh, go ahead and just talk and talk and talk, and so long as you grunt, I'll know that you're still here? Yes, and that way you'll also be able to appreciate the nuance of the podcast. So all you <laughs> listeners out there, close your eyes for the remainder of the episode. Yes, put a blindfold on. And that's the, that's the true way that uh, the podcast creators, um, Lizard, would want for you to appreciate it. But don't fall asleep now. Nope, nope. Oh, what a, uh, like, interesting episode. I don't want to say fun, because I don't know how much fun was had, but it was an interesting episode. So, all right. Going into it, I was, co- I was convinced mm-hmm. that this episode would kill the Cory Candy plot. Oh, so you thought it was not going in the direction that it goes in. Yes. I 100% believed going into this episode, and I even told Nicole (laughs) that (laughs) this episode would just end it, and for the remainder of the season, we would just be seeing aimless episodes. But, so, why? I don't know why you would think that when you and I, even last week, were talking about the buildup to the moments in this episode. I know, and I thought they were going to pull the rug out from underneath us. Okay. I thought so, they were just going to fumble. Mm-hmm. No, it's, uh, to, I was completely the opposite. I was like, okay, finally, because I, I was even asking last week, what is this label of these two people? How, what is their relationship? I feel like we don't know it, even though it's been hinted at and, you know, alluded to over and over. So yeah, I went into this episode uh, as soon as I kind of saw what we were dealing with, thinking that, oh, this is, we're finally going to lock this down. Uh, that's interesting that you and I had completely different, different takes on it. And I'm sure that influenced how we took the episode in as well. Yes. Uh, good, good. So I, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Uh, you and I are talking on the eve of the the next podcast tournament. That's right. Brace and Ren and Blink in the house where we will be find, uh, figuring out, uh, not what, we won't be figuring out after the whole podcast tomorrow, we will not figure out what is replacing it, but we will narrow it down to uh, five options. That's right. 32 to 5 and that'll that'll definitely be a lot of fun so uh some housekeeping i feel like i have a decent amount i think we'll fly through it quickly ren Mm -hmm. um but there are a few things that i wanted to do uh we have a listener who's been uh, messaging us on facebook uh, named melinda and i just wanted to give her a shout out i told her that we would shout her out in this episode all right let's hear from melinda yeah welcome to the crew And uh, the next thing I wanted to address, Ren, uh, on the uh, Facebook page, every uh, Corey in the house, what is every Corey in the house? Every frame, every Corey in the house frame of painting. Yeah, in in order. 
today is Boomer. It feels like a holiday to me <laughs> that they are sharing screenshots almost exclusively that feature Boomer the Bear in them. That's right. It's the uh, Corey's outside the cage right now. Mina just popped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been fun watching it. Uh, every shot uh, roll out today and just knowing that Corey is one step closer to getting in the cage with Boomer the Bear. <laughs> so if you are listening to this and you do, we talk about Boomer in this, this moment all the time. I, I do at least. And uh, if you do want the visual context for it, it is likely up by the time that this podcast is posted so do go and and check that out and ren tomorrow yeah when we do so when we have our our big podcast tomorrow i need to address a conundrum with you and we need to work it out uh here now on the podcast okay so uh, i don't know about you i've actually been doing not uh over doing the homework but doing some homework because there are some shows that are on there that you would put on there that I had never either heard of nor seen before. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been trying today and um, at various points of the week to watch at least an episode to oh. get an idea of what they are. Interesting. Okay. okay. Uh, so I had put one of the shows that I had proposed was the spinoff of friends, a show that I have really never watched. Uh, Joey. Yes. Joey is not available anywhere. Ren really it is not streaming anywhere you cannot even purchase individual episodes on like apple tv or amazon joey is nowhere to be found on the internet so unbelievable so i I come to you with this dilemma because uh had had we not known this we probably would have gone through the whole tournament unaware that we would never be able to watch joey if it did make it to the final four uh and so uh, do we automatically advance what it's up against do you and i come up with a show to take joey's place that we both agree on all right i don't know hold on one second okay you can you can take your time for that but yes i've been uh this morning i watched uh an episode of batman uh, 1966 uh-huh. uh, i watched an episode of uh, Alex Mack, what is it? The Wonderful World of Alex Mack, or something. The Secret something. World of Alex Mack. Secret World of Alex Mack, and I watched what is it? The New Adventures of Old Christine. So I've been watching a lot of just various episodes of shows. I will give all of my takes on them tomorrow. Okay. But uh, I, I have been doing my homework. So what is it that you were looking at regarding Joey? Uh, I say we buy seasons one and two on physical media. Like, uh, so here's the thing though, and okay. I don't want to get into the politics of it, but if you and I buy it, Ren, who's listening to our podcast? Like, I know that people now aren't actively watching Corey with us, and that's fine and well, but I, I, I mean, I actually, Bryce, I changed my mind. Okay. Uh, a complete set of Joey season one and two is $400 on eBay, Ren, absolutely not. I thought it was, was going to be like 20 bucks. <laughs> yes, if it was if it was around 15 to 20, I was going to entertain this idea. Uh, I, I will not pay okay. $400 for the DVD. I don't know why right, Joey I have, so I, have a, I have a simple solution, a Band-Aid, okay. that makes it so easy. Yes. Melissa and Joey. <laughs> Which is the other... <laughs> so, I'm so glad you suggest this. Uh, so, Melissa and Joey, to those who don't know... <laughs> I don't know anything else about it other than it is 
the show that comes up when you search Joey television show. Uh, have you are you aware of Melissa and Joey before this conversation, Ren? I know Sabrina the Teenage Witch is in it. Okay, sure, sure. Wild card Melissa and Joey. I'm okay with that. I believe it's a sitcom. I don't know for sure. And, it is. Okay, great. Sure. Uh, so we will put Melissa and Joey. It's 104 episodes. So if it wins, we're strapped in for two years. Brace and Ren and Melissa and Joey in the house. Uh, great. Good. So I'm glad that we could could come to this uh, resolution today. So for tomorrow, then we'll do uh, Melissa and Joey in the place of the TV show Joey. Fantastic, Ren. Good suggestion. Thank you. All right. Uh, the last thing that I have to, I want to address it. And uh, I think hold on to it a little bit longer. Corey in the house, DS. <laughs> that po- Ren, Ren pointed out to me this week that that podcast never made its way to the podcast feed. In looking, it looks like uh, the editing was all finished. However, uh, in the uploading process, something went wrong, so it didn't fully upload. The episode exists. I have it. Ren, the question is, do I just throw it into the feed? I, I didn't throw it into the feed this week because I wanted to talk to you about it. Or do I do we hold on to it and then release it like in the middle of our next show? It's it's the lost episode right now. Exactly. And it's I'll be honest, like the the DS game was it was a rough time. It was probably it was an okay podcast. I wouldn't say it was our best by any means. And so I think it's good existing in this lost episode world right now. Mm-hmm that will eventually make its way to the podcast feed, but who knows when and where and how. Are you okay with that, Rin? I'm okay with that, but I don't want to save it for after we finish Corey in the house. Okay. So you don't think in the middle of, like, season three of Melissa and Joey, we don't throw (laughs) Corey in the house DS podcast? Uh, I think you mean right before the series finale of 1600 Pen. Okay. (laughs) Great. Okay, so I'm, I'm good with that. Well, hold on to it for a little bit longer. It will make your way into the podcast feed eventually, but we don't, uh, I didn't want to put it in the podcast feed because I knew there'd be another bonus episode this week anyway. Yeah, it's better we save it. For... So we'll, we'll keep it in our back pockets and throw it out there on a rainy day. And the, the last thing is just to... For... Oh, Bryce, I have the perfect day for it. E3. Sure. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. World of Video Games in, in June. In about a month, we'll put it up there. Sounds great, Red. And lastly, just a, a little programming note. Next week, we are not watching Cory in the House. We are watching uh, movies that star Jason Dolly. <laughs> uh, he's that? out of town filming them right now, and they'll be ready for us <laughs> next week. I know. I thought that was so convenient that the two episodes surrounding our new, uh, that are both newtless are going to we're gonna talk about jason dolly in movies instead so it's uh it's gonna make it bearable losing him for two weeks yeah it'll it'll be the only thing that gets us by as we experience going in the house without the one character that has probably kept us sane the whole time all right you ready for this episode for we don't have chemistry yes i am ready but i kind of want to start in an unorthodox way yeah, how do you want to start? I want to discuss the lack of Newt first. Yeah, because uh, you felt felt it throughout the episode. Yeah, I mm-hmm. felt it really hard. Without Newt there, there just aren't snappy one-liners and quick jokes, and you don't really realize how much you rely on Newt for that little laugh that gets you through the next six minutes of Corey in the house. I know. After. 
Because I think that this episode had the potential to be a strong episode, but you're right. Like, I, I had noted myself, I didn't think it was very funny. Uh, it not, wasn't very funny. It wasn't. Yeah. And it not has no bones to be one of the best, though, like you said. It could have been very mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, because not in the way that in last week's episode where they're throwing every joke at the wall possible and just nothing's sticking. There were some jokes in here. Some were, so, some were decent, but it just felt lacking. It did feel lacking. It felt like it was missing a vital element, which it was. It was missing Newt. Yes. And we've seen other main uh, main cast members take a step out for an episode or two. It's not always announced. Like this one, they had a line thrown in, like you said, about like how Newt was out of town. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always necessarily announced, but there's been episodes where we don't see Martinez, for example, or we don't see... Uh, I think there's only been one that we don't see Victor, but like there's episodes like that where we don't see Victor yeah. or Sophie. Sophie and Martinez were absent for a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. in season one. Yes. Like there, and Newt was absent for one episode in season one, but that one episode was Air Force One Too Many, which focused exclusively on the relationship between Corey and Sophie. Yes. So it had a focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one felt like had Newt not been quote unquote out of town, had Jason Dolly not been probably filming one of the movies we're going to watch next week, uh, he... I think would have been inserted into this episode. Yeah, he would have taken Mina's role. Yeah. If Jason Dolly was around, uh, Mina wouldn't be in this episode. Mm-hmm. And that would just be something that's very okay. <laughs> yes, I think we would all be okay with that. Uh, yeah, so I w- will note that. Uh, I especially noted it. There are scenes that are just Corey and Mina, and it feels weird. It does feel weird. In those scenes in particular, to not have Newt. So... We'll, uh, we'll definitely kind of keep track of that as we as we go along, Ren. Okay. So, uh, so in, in an opening scene to the episode, Corey is hiding behind lampposts in the quad. Are these, lamp- like, I know that I can spend the time to go back and look, Ren, to see if these lampposts are new. But maybe it was just because Corey was hiding behind. I don't know. But they felt new. No, I think they are always there. Okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some decoration out there. Yes, there's usually, I know for a fact, usually there's like a bench and then there's like that picnic table. I didn't remember seeing those lampposts before, but I, I could have just been mistaken just because Corey's interacting with them here. That's what made me think about it. So the reason why Corey's hiding is because Candy is looking for him, Mina says, and uh, she wants to talk about their relationship. Very upfront, very, yeah. again, like, completely to the point. Yep, just like uh, like last week, where there's no real time, like wasted time, no opening lines of dialogue, just to get us into the setting, just jumping straight into it. Candy and Corey, this episode will be about their relationship. Great. From here on out, I really thought Corey would just fuck everything up, and that would be the it. That would be it for them. And you have every reason to believe that, Ren. Uh, like I didn't believe it just because of the different lines that have been inserted. Mm-hmm. throughout the past few weeks and in this season but i totally understand why you would think that just considering who Corey is as a character you had faith in the arc where i had done yeah <laughs> and so uh, candy uh she's avoiding candy because like she's clingy and annoying and he likes her but he doesn't so he's like he's really seems to be unsure about how he's feeling he's kind of in that back and forth place and Mina's like, well, you better make up your mind soon because uh, Candy is right behind him. 
can Aquarius canceled the last four meetings that Candy has scheduled to discuss the status of their relationship. Bryce, mm-hmm. do you think it's a social faux pas to cancel your relationship appointment? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a good look. The fact that Candy keeps rescheduling them shows just how much she wants to be in a relationship with Corey. Uh, I also like d- uh, scheduling an appointment to have this discussion seems it's like the reverse of we need to talk in a way yeah Uh, it's like we need to talk so we can be in a relationship versus just like we need to talk so we can get out of a relationship but this so there is build-up because they kept throwing in lines about them Mm -hmm. but like again it feels like there's an episode missing in the arc of their of whatever it is season two is trying to say Mm -hmm. about (laughs) Corey and relationships Mm -hmm. Like, there's a piece of the puzzle missing because even with all those throwaway lines, Corey and Candy are not at a point where Corey being concerned about the fact that the relationship is undefined is something he should be worrying about. No. Well, so the last time we saw them together, uh, like, together together was at the end of season one with the episode with her going to the dance. And then after that, so starting out this season... We have not seen them interact in a way that seemed couple until last week where Candy was alluding to eating sausage pizza with Corey. All sausage. All sausage pizza with Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree. There's, there isn't a, a real buildup to their relationship here. It makes the payoff honestly not feel like anything special. They're no Jim and Pam. No, they are no Jim and Pam. Uh, before we started recording this, uh, so the listeners know, I did refer to this as the casino night of Corey in the house. And this, they are no Jim and Pam. This is no real casino night other than the moment that it is all building up to. Uh, Corey says he's canceled because he's been busy. He's been practicing with the band. And that's when we learn Newt's been out of town. And that's Corey's a Newt's like, mention of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's how we know. Uh, Corey's been in French club and Candy's like, you take Spanish. Corey's like, oh, I've been working out. Candy's, Candy just laughs it off. Yeah. Uh, Corey says he's been avoiding it because he's a man and a man don't need to talk when a man don't want to. When no, it's a man don't need to talk when a man don't feel like talking. talking. Yeah. So, eh, I don't. Bryce, do you subscribe by this philosophy as a man? Is this your mantra? The... (laughs) (laughs) this is not my mantra no this is a new one for me i'm happy that Corey is feeling like he's grown uh from childhood which we've seen him on screen to now uh, being a man but this is an interesting way for him to show it so uh, candy's like oh well now you're a free man right so candy's like if you're not gonna talk then you can be a free man and Corey says amen like amen. I, I didn't think it was awful. <laughs> right? I thought the the setup was there. And especially going from like now you're a free man and him saying amen. Okay. That's fine. Passable. Uh, I did like that she walks away and Corey does the we see the character do like the 180 of good, she's out of my life. And then wait, she's out of my life. So uh, first he was relieved and then he was scared. Like he needs to be in that relationship. He needs to have that, that hanging over him. This is called a nuanced character writing. Yes. 
very deep and a, a perfect transition into what I wanted to talk about where we don't really have any uh, big guest stars in this episode. What? Are you kidding Again, me? Again, Rand, don't do this to me. <laughs> Who do you want what to talk about? Lori Allen and Miss Flowers. Uh, we've talked, uh, have we talked about her? I don't know, have we? I think so. I mean, okay, hold on. Do you, <laughs> I feel like you were just, just giving me a hard time as if there was some major guest star. We've she, seen, we've she seen her the... before. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about her though. Uh, let me check her IMDb. I, I pulled up someone different uh, to talk about. Let me oh, quickly. Oh, Harriet? No, I was. I want to talk about uh, John Diaquino or Daquino. You want to talk about Martinez? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Lori Allen. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna quickly see if there's anything with Lori Allen. Uh, if not, we'll make sure to catch her next time. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I've looked it up on my own, but there is some interesting stuff with her. Uh. We'll talk about her next time. I'm sure she pops up again. No, so uh, John, I was like, what has he been up to? I can't find him on Twitter anywhere, Ren. Maybe he's just not present. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he's just really out of the scene. He made enough Corey money to retire to a nice cabin in the mountains and start a family. He has, uh, he runs a young actors workshop. And Within, so maybe he's just like denising. Pretty much. Yeah, he is. He, he's like denising. And I was looking through his site. And of course, the thing that I always look for when it comes to these like acting sites is uh, where it's the success stories. Because that's the, that's the measure, right? What yeah. they consider a success might not be uh, an actual success. And there's a page of, it's a pr- pretty much what it looks like his acting company does, his workshop does, is they train child actors and like actresses to go through their workshops and then go on to, they aim for like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel type shows. Oh, so they're not like Nickelodeon kid farm. It, it, well, pretty much. Yeah, uh, and I was uh, kind of blown away at just that this exists. So he started in 2006, which means that this existed during the time of Corey in the House. And he has found, like, a bunch of people who are leads on, on Nickelodeon shows. He found, um, who is the one that struck me? Oh, uh, there's a show. Oh, here it is, Ren. Um, <laughs> it's not for a show. But I knew that you'd appreciate this. Of the cast of me and Earl and the dying girl, he <laughs> discovered Earl. Mic drop. He RJ Clyer. Yeah. All right. That's pretty big news. I Plus thought, yeah. I the podcast, Bryson, Ren, and me and Earl and the dying girl in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. Uh, Jenna read that book. Uh, about about a year or two ago i had seen the movie when it first came out uh, and i really liked the movie uh-huh. upon rewatch it's okay it's fine did you ever see the movie no i haven't no you uh, you and i've talked about it just the title is that yeah, we okay so the the extent of of our knowledge uh our shared knowledge of it is the title okay um and he discovered like leads to like uh the the thundermans which is like a nickelodeon show 
someone in the Spy Kids or the Sharkboy and Lava Girl spinoff, We Can Be Heroes. So I, I just think it's like, this is what he's doing now. And specific classes are labeled as like John teaches in Oklahoma. Uh, should, uh, or, should we set up a Patreon to get us to Oklahoma? To go and meet him. Bryson Ren and John in the acting yeah. workshop. How would he feel if we booked 20 spots and one of his <laughs> acting, acting classes and then you and I showed up. We told him, hey, listen, like you don't need to teach us how to act. Uh, we just want to talk. I think he'd be deeply, deeply upset. Yeah. <laughs> like he has an uh, on-camera class for ages nine and up on Mondays. What if you and I just booked that out? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We can just confront him. Yeah. (laughs) We can do how, like, Michael Moore does uh, on-the-fly interviews. We can do an on-the-fly podcast, just rope him in. Yeah. You you and I can be like, hey, John. Oh, even better, it's through Zoom. Oh, perfect. So we don't even need to go anywhere. So it's our home home turf. It is our, yeah. So we'll tell him. We can take over. Yeah. So I, I just think it's great. And he has, uh, it does seem like a really awesome organization. Uh, it, it is not a not-for-profit, so they are making some, you know, money off of it uh, for sure. But I, I just think it's interesting that that is what he, he like took his experience probably with Disney Channel with Corey in the house. And he was like, what can I do to enjoy what I'm doing, but also, um, you know, help others get discovered? maybe so he has a personal quote on imdb yeah what is it you're only a leap away you're only a leap away yeah you're only a leap away huh what do you think that means uh i want you to explain what it means because i have to get up for a second okay explain what it means and if i'm not back by the time you're done just do some of your stand-up all right just yeah sounds good right so uh, when John says you're only a leap away, it's a metaphor for uh, if you're looking, if you're on one side of a canyon and you have to get to the other, you jump across it. And that's what he means by you're only a leap away. So uh, that's really everything I want to highlight with John. I'm not going to go into the stand-up like Ren suggested, uh, but what I will do instead is go ahead and as Ren suggested at the the beginning of the podcast, maybe just talk about some of my feelings um, and understanding my relationship with Ren. And I'll assume that once he's here, he'll just do some grunts and nods so I know that he is listening. Uh, And so uh, with that said, something that I appreciate about uh, our... Okay, see? So now I know he's back. That's essentially what Mina does in this episode. How did Candy not catch on? Um, Candy had so much to, I think, uh, like dump out of her brain from the journals that she'd been writing. She just right. didn't catch on to it. Yes. Before we move away from John, I'm going to put his name into Google News and see what comes up. Okay. Let's just Go see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh... Who played the old woman in Pumpkinhead? Read all, read all about Madeline Taylor Holmes. Is that one of uh, okay? Who played the old, <laughs> that's what it comes up with him for. Is that oh, news? Here, here's another one. 
20 best political series about America and where to watch. Can you click on that and let us know where Cory in the House is? And can I tell you it's going to be 17? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number 17 is Designated Survivor. Uh, well, I mean, that is him. That, <laughs> that is, is his him. situation. All right, let's see where Cory in the yeah, House is. Yeah, I'm surprised if, it's, if he didn't get to it. It's, it already beat John Adams. What? Oh, you know what? He was in. He was in. That's my bush. Oh, okay. Comedy Central. Yep, that makes more sense. So Corey in the house didn't make the list. Corey in the house did not make the list with Veep, The Wire, and West Wing on it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot of sense. All right, let's jump back into this episode. Okay. Uh, I liked our time with John, but we'll move on. Well, because we only have like six, what, six, seven episodes left. So now is the time to talk about, get anything out about this main cast that we want to get out. You're right. All right. Uh, So back to the episode, uh, Corey goes back into the school building after telling Candy he wants pretty much nothing to do with her. And then um, two guys are around Candy's locker and he's like, he tells one of them to go blow, uh, what is it, go buy some bubble gum? Yeah, and go help him blow it. Yeah, that's what he says to the Ooh, other. It's a weird insult, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, what did Red, Is blowing bubbles a team sport <laughs> with bubble gum? <laughs> like, I, I can't possibly imagine how two people could do that together. I think it's impossible. I, I don't think there's a single way that two people can work together to blow, to chew bubble gum and then blow a single bubble with it. Maybe that's Corey's point. He's giving them a riddle with no answer. So that'll keep them busy forever. It's like the, uh, I have 35 cents, uh, riddle. And one of them isn't a nickel. Yeah. Or what is it? 30 cents. I have 30 cents, uh, two coins. One's a quarter. One's not a nickel. What are they? Right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So it's the same thing. Impossible riddle. And Corey is like, do you know what candy? Let's sit down and talk. Uh, tomorrow, five o'clock, Cafe L'Amour, you and me. So Corey didn't take her to, what is it, the Purple Lobster? Corey doesn't have that kind of patience, you know? That's the kind of place you take a <laughs> bus to. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to take candy, right? That also, is it's possible he's banned after he ate a meal in his underwear. That's true. I would ban him. Mm-hmm. So Candy is excited. She's going to go home, go through all of her journals. She has so much she wants to say to him. Um, I liked this line here. Mina walks up to Corey. So Candy walks away all excited. Mina walks up to Corey. Did you and Candy come to an understanding? And Corey's like, I understand she's got journals. Did you like that one, Ren? It's a good joke. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a, I, you know, it's, those are the newt lines being spread out. Yes. Yeah, they are. Well, his... I, I felt like it matched Corey's delivery. I think that's really the only reason I liked it. I think uh, Kyle Massey just really delivered that line well. So I enjoyed he, it. He was on the ball this episode. I felt so. Yes. This was the, the big episode where he gets his first on-screen kiss. So. Um, all right. And then Mina gives Corey a confidential letter. <laughs> there's, I feel like there's so much to unpack in the setup for like what was really a throwaway plot line do you know what this reminds me of bryce yeah 
when my friend in high school was told right before graduation that he was failing English mm-hmm. and might not get to graduate with us. Mm-hmm. Just reminded me of that. Fun. Fun oh, okay. <laughs> did, did your friend then get the option of either getting a tutor or having to go to summer school? He did. And it played out exactly like this. Wow. That was a really wacky high school experience, friend. Hey, that's life in Massachusetts. Yeah. So what, why does Mina, why is Mina going through Corey's, where did the, I? Where did where did this letter come from? Was it's it mailed not to the White that House? Going How? through his mail. Okay. It's that the mail is going through her. Her. So, are we to believe that she is now serving as like Corey's assistant, like personal assistant to Corey? Well, Newt's out of town, so someone has to fill in as VP of DC three. So Newt was previously responsible for going through Corey's mail. Is Corey supposed to do it? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Let's be real. So this letter informs Corey that he's failing chemistry. And Mina's like... have the guts to speak to Corey himself. Yeah, also another... coward. And does this mean that the letter was addressed to Corey and not Victor? Okay, right. Theory. uh I have a theory. Okay. The letter was forged. By Mina. By Stickler. Oh. Okay. I mean, wouldn't Corey know if he's failing chemistry or not? Like, on his own accord? Why would Corey be surprised, then, that he's failing chemistry? Yeah, you're right. So maybe he's getting all A's, and then all of a sudden he gets this letter. Uh, the secret genius, Corey Baxter. hmm <laughs> <laughs> So, Minas uh, went ahead and signed Corey up for summer school. Is that the right thing to do as a friend? As a friend, absolutely not. That's like, again, that's a Victor role. That's something Victor should or would or could do in the scenario. If only Victor got this letter. Why would Tanisha's dad make sign Corey's letter? Why would Tanisha's dad? Sorry, I'm having to do mental gymnastics on that one. What? Uh, the, the egg yolk. What? But what does that have to do with Tanisha's dad? We'll get, when we get to the victory cake, I'll explain. Okay, there's very, okay. <laughs> well, perfect transition. Um, so, well, hold on, real quick. The a plot point mentioned there, Corey is either going to need a tutor or have to go to summer school. Okay. Uh, so, Mrs. Flowers, the teacher, Ren, you were so excited to talk about her. Did her performance blow you away in this episode? No, I just recognize her. She uh, plays the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh. She's okay. a very and important she... character in the context of the franchise. And voices um, Pearl. That's right. So, she does, yeah, she's a lot going for her. And she's spending time on the set of Koi in the House. So, this is probably, like, for fun, right? I, she's probably a friend of Rondell. She's making SpongeBob money. So this was, this was called, like, a favor was called in. Yeah. And she's here. Uh, tell me if this sounds familiar. Uh, we have a open position for class president. <laughs> and we're going to have two, two characters run for that position. Sound familiar at all? Is that just me? I'm just excited to add another character to our presidential approval rating. <laughs> And we're we're going we're going through everyone tonight, just so you know. What do you mean we're going through like Newt included? Yeah, Newt, he he's not here. Exactly. Oh, he's so he's in for his duties. 
Yeah, so he's because he's taken time off. That's maybe some points against him. Okay. Um. Okay, Haley. So Mr. Flowers is like today's a big day. Haley, the girl from the Sunshine Girls troop. Yes, she's back. Were yeah. you surprised to see her again? I was surprised to see her again. I'm surprised. I'm honestly always surprised that Sophie has this little rotation of recurring characters. Yeah. Uh, so we got her again. Last time she she was kind of the newt of that group, right? Where she says the yeah she's like spacey, the one liners. She delivers a good one here when Miss Flower says today's an important day. She says your internet date finally called back. So nice slam. It's inappropriate that she talked about that, right? <laughs> I think it's inappropriate that the teacher talked about it. I think it's also inappropriate that then this student is bringing it back up um, as wow. if. You also just reminded me of a good point I wanted to make. Yeah, what's that? Elections this young for, like, third grade? I mean... This doesn't seem right, right? Well, it seems to be a pretty, like, uh, high-class school, Ren. So there's a lot a lot that needs to be decided. Get them, get them thinking politically young. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it is class president time. Tanisha and Sophie decide that they're going to run. And the setup is two best friends are running against each other. Haley says this is going to get ugly. Um, Tanisha says that she has a secret weapon. In a way that, like, I didn't think it was that intimidating, but Sophie was clearly intimidated. Sophie takes it to heart. Yeah. So Sophie's like, oh, I also got a secret weapon. Totally. And after Tanisha leaves, Sophie looks at the camera. She says, I've got to get a secret weapon. Not a lot of uh, like times where characters are like breaking the fourth wall like this, right? What, what do you think it means? Do you think mm-hmm. that our reality is becoming one with Corey and the houses? Is that what the episode is implying? I, I don't think so. I think that it's more so a commentary on Sophie and her ability to, her ability to see past the fourth wall interesting mm-hmm. so she I, knows she knows we're watching yes in like 2021 uh, yeah sophie sophie is feeling very um stuck like she's she's given the line she says the lines she resets every single day it's like a and world so when she's saying yeah when she's saying i've got to get a secret weapon too this is a note to us the audience where she's saying like i gotta break out of this time loop I've got to get a secret weapon too. It's upsetting. It's a very morbid layer to the episode the writers added in. Disturbing. I don't know why they insisted on including it, but I'm happy that, like you said, Westworld asked that Sophie's able to kind of break out of her role here. And it's a cry for help, if anything. It really is. Um, Stickler in this next scene. So, about Stickler. Mm hmm. His actor is not credited for this episode on IMDb. So this was, uh, just like Mrs. Flowers, this was for fun. Volunteer work. Maybe. I think, I think this is Stickler's second to last episode. But again, he isn't credited on IMDb after, after his last appearance for whatever reason. Yeah, there's been a few like that, Ren, where I'm surprised to see them occurring in season two. So Samantha Samuels, uh, same situation. Yep. Um, I don't know which episode she is or isn't credited for, but at this point it's well past what she's, I think she's given 13 on IMDb. Yeah. So it, it's, so. it's well past that amount. Maybe their episodes, like maybe this was an embarrassing episode for them to be in. It's so really odd. it's so odd. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why why it's like that. I know IMDb is typically like user generated, but also I know that usually the agents and like production companies will update the info as well to be accurate. So I, it is strange though that there's these characters who or these actors who are in these episodes and they're just not credited for them. So, uh, he also looks really tall here. I don't know if that's just me. He looks tall and he looks greasy. <laughs> yeah, but it's... <laughs> I think that's the, it's the character, though. I don't think I, that's like, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't have to specify that. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I, I like that though. That's he does. It looks like he hasn't showered in a couple of days. His hair is a little bit out of place, and so Corey's given the options of he either needs to get tutored by Stickler or summer school, and Stickler is like, "Hey, Corey, are you, have you heard of Astro Force 5? So uh, Ren says, uh, not Ren, I'm sorry, Corey. <laughs> imagine, Ren, have you heard of Astro Force 5? Astro Blasto. <laughs> is this, this is like a Star Trek thing, right? Yeah, it's like a Star Trek thing. <laughs> that they're going for. Uh, Corey says that he knows nerds watch Astro Force 5. Stickler's like, great, so you know it. I thought that delivery was nice. It's a very quick come back yeah they so. usually don't have a well-timed humor no and the deal is and let me know if this i to me ren this seems really out there for a deal that is offered so uh, i don't know but this is free tickets it's free there's a new astro force 5 movie stickler really wants to see okay uh the deal is uh the movie theater or maybe the company i don't know someone's giving out free tickets to the movie to anyone who acts out their favorite scene from an episode of Astro Force 5. Doesn't have to be good. That's something that, that bothered me, Ren. This is a horrible promotion. It's terrible. There's no... You're not going to make any money. No, there's no uh, real fanfare to it. You can... So we see people dress up to do it, but realistically, you and I could print off a script and go say our favorite scene is like a cold open, just read the lines emotionless and apparently get free tickets to a movie. Not good. It, it's the Corey and the house writers not thinking things through again. No, uh, but it's, there's so many better ways to explain why Corey needs to get into a funny costume than this. They, that, I mean, they really wanted to put him in some kind of science fiction situation. Yes. Which is fine, but like even then, like Stickler, oh, Bryce, Bryce, yeah, uh, I'm being informed that we might have misunderstood the promotion. Oh, d- oh yeah, the uh, Astro Force Five producers just reached out. Oh, what the producers like, say? I'm like ninety five percent sure that he said that the show was sold out and that whoever did the best would win a pair of tickets to see the sold out show. Did the very bad? I think that's what the promotion was, is that, like, because it was sold out, people could come and still try their hand to win the last remaining tickets. If, if you had the best performance. The so I buy, um, I do buy into the, uh, so thank you, by the way, to the Astro Force 5 producer. Yes. Uh, thank um, you, Astro Force Skin, for helping us. I, so I definitely subscribe to the concept of it was a sold out situation uh uh-huh. this was the only way uh 
that would only make rational sense. Yes, so that would definitely add add a little bit more sense as to like the urgency to need to do this. But I, uh, I don't know if it was uh, if there was necessarily like a winning the tickets thing that was explained again. Like that, it makes sense. But it's also funnier if everyone just gets one. Yeah, (laughs) as as our concept. Uh, so we'll uh, need no, to. No, they're actually going to use this promotion for the Downton Abbey movie. Astrid was telling me. <laughs> Ren, are you a, a Downton Abbey fan? No, not at all. Oh man, that are guy, you? Uh, I watched the whole thing. Bryce and yeah. Ren and Corey in the Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Candy would watch it. She's into shows with stable boys. That's right. <laughs> uh, as we learn later on. All right. So uh, either way, they they're, they have to act out this scene. And Stickler gives Corey the deal of if you come, you help me win these tickets or get these tickets, then uh, you and I, uh, then I will tutor you. And I'm the last available tutor, so you need me to tutor you. Corey is like, okay, fine. Like, when is this? Of course, five o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Um, Corey's How's like, Corey hey, going to get out of this one? I know, right? What are we going to do? Uh, Stickler leaves the scene with his Astro Blasto whoosh line, which we assume is street from Astro Force, Astro Force 5, excuse me. And um, the, that's, uh, we don't know how he's going to get out of this. All right, to our B-plot, Ren. Uh, what do you, you want to B-plot? <laughs> I mean, our the class election. Do you feel this is the B plot? It it is right. Yeah, well, I'm saying like two, like I'm transitioning us, like oh, to our B plot. Meanwhile, back in the B plot. <coughs> yeah, it's um, our B plot. Yeah, it definitely is. So Sophie and Sophie's in the kitchen, where naturally Martinez and Samantha Samuels are. Where else do people have conversations in the White House? It's where they hang out. Yeah. Uh, Victor's there as well. Sophie's telling them about how she's going to run for class president. They're all giving her some praise. Red, break down this Victor joke for me. Um, okay. Yes. So, so, Sophie says she's going to run for class president. Yeah. Victor says he's going to bake Sophie a victory cake. Yes. Recently, Victor has been spending more time with Sophie than Corey. In that sense, Victor has become Sophie's dad. However, mm-hmm. when Samantha Samuels when, well, when it's revealed that Tanisha will be competing against Sophie, Victor pours the yolks back into the eggs, becoming Tanisha's father. I... Ren, I'm... That didn't help me at all. <laughs> Bryce, how can I possibly make this clearer? This, okay, the scene as I understand it, Yes. I, I follow you. The actions I follow. <laughs> Tanisha's dad. I'm not quite sure where this Just is expression. going. expression. You're, okay. you're being such a Tanisha's dad. <laughs> I'm moving on from this run. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. The, I, the Victor joke, uh, as the one I see is great, where he puts the egg back into the shell. Yeah, it's, uh, one, really it's probably that. my favorite joke in the episode. Yeah, it was a great visual gag. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> uh, Samantha tells us about her childhood. Samantha had a terrible childhood. 
She did. Like every every time she talks about her past, it's getting bullied for doing something she did, and we're supposed supposed to feel sympathetic, but <clears throat> I don't know. Her name's Barfy for a reason, right? You're um, that much, you know. You're doing something wrong. Yeah, she. So she threw up on a on a school trip, and as a result, the other person she was running against um, when she was young, who ran for class president, the other person said, "Don't vote for Barfy." So. Uh, Martinez's advice to Sophie, do your best and don't worry about the rest. Uh, was that his slogan? Like, Martinez for president, do your best, don't worry about the rest. Well, did he need a slogan? Well, yeah, if he if he uh, came into it as a designated survivor, no, he didn't. Yeah, I don't... I don't think it's a great quote. I don't think it's very motivational. Do your best. Don't worry about the rest. Yeah, I'm not super impressed by it. No. Uh, Samantha's like, oh, I can help you, Sophie. Sophie says, I will handle this myself. Okay. Um, Corey's going to try to get out of meeting with Candy. So he approaches the karate class, which is naturally in the quad. Uh, Candy. Can we focus on the karate class for a second, though? <laughs> Did you think it was a good class? Would you take it? Would I take karate class? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to a karate class. I'm just surprised that there is a karate class. Yeah, as part of like the school curriculum. And it just—it's in the quad. They don't even have a gymnasium. Nope. And Corey no, can just walk in. And it's okay. And, mm-hmm, in the middle of it, in the middle of practice. But Candy's partner didn't show up, so maybe that's why. Maybe they assumed Corey was there to like just help Candy out. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so Candy is doing karate with everyone else. They're all given boards, and she asks Seabear Corey to hold the board. And she's talking about how her partner didn't show up. She hates when people cancel on her. And then she breaks the board in half. Corey is scared. Candy gets very aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, when she does. What do you think about Candy's aggression? I think that it's uh, misplaced. Mm -hmm. I think, well, then again, I think karate is probably a good activity for her, right? I I guess that in that sense, that's probably a good place to be putting that energy. We do see the karate come out later in the episode, and then I question its use. But in this case, like, this is a safe environment to use it. Um, she also she does like facial expressions as well when she does karate she has a bunch of really weird facial expressions in general yeah it's like her um she like opens up her mouth and it's almost like her jaw gets stuck uh for a moment but the rest of her face keeps moving and then her jaw like uh re-hinges and then is able to like snap back into place yeah she had that weird uh face when she made when she ate the pizza last week too yeah remember that Mm mm-hmm She's she's like an actress where her expressions, like she has a, a wide range of expressions, but I don't think that the expressions accurately portray how the character is supposed to be feeling. Yeah, I agree. Like they're very big expressions and you can definitely tell what the character is thinking, but it doesn't match up with probably like the intention. And uh, so there's that. Corey runs away scared, right? Because he doesn't want to get chopped in half. And... He's now wearing a green lizard outfit at home. Like uh, some kind of Goomba. Did you say Roomba? It's a Goomba, Grip, a Grime. Yes, like Goomba, Grip, Grime. Yeah, uh, it's 
it like scaly it looks kind of slimy the mask is really like wide it's a little bit creepy he has it on and mina is there with him this is a scene where newt's absence felt really really prominent yes it did like this is i'm hesitant to say that like this would have worked well even with newt but it would have at Mm -hmm. least felt more natural with newt in it it definitely would have because mina like buys into this um like yes Corey, i'll help you with what this scheme turns into and it's just confusing because that doesn't seem like something mina's character would do yeah Uh, newt on the other hand would he'd be like oh like i want to try wearing the lizard costume yeah uh so what it does turn into is Corey. mina's like oh i can't believe you told candy that you had to cancel how'd she take it Corey's like Oh, I didn't. If only you could help me out. And it's like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then we get Mina putting on the costume. So Mina is now going to wear the costume and go do the performance with Dickler. And Corey's going to go to dinner. Like this is was obviously written for yeah. you. Yes. And because uh, I could just imagine like Newt Picturing Newt in the situation uh, at the diner is great, or at the restaurant is great. Yeah. Like that's something that's very funny to me. But mm. like, imagine the shenanigans Newt would have gotten into just by virtue of being that character. Yes, in a lizard costume. I'm pretty funny. Uh, our B plot. Uh, really get dragged through this again. Sophie tells Tanisha she has a secret weapon too. They're back at school. Uh, Sophie premieres a commercial. I actually uh, liked Sophie's little smear campaign against top dog alpha female Tanisha. Like you liked it as in this would have convinced you if you were uh, a student in the class? I, I thought the, t- the tone of it was funny. Just the sheer audacity. Mm-hmm. Like the aggression out of nowhere. I always love stuff like this in sitcoms. Like with Arrested Development. Yes. Yeah. So, because Sophie is someone who's like, and even the way she portrays herself in the commercial is like, I'm this sweet little girl. And then it's all of a sudden like, but Tanisha's a nose picker. Uh, And yeah, it shows a really nice um, kind of like opposites situation that makes it goofy. And... Of course, this makes Tanisha shocked. Right, Ren? Yeah. How could you vote for Tanisha the nose picker over Sophie, America's angel? And Sophie uh, even admits, so like Tanisha's like, I was like, I forget what she says. Like I was taking food out of my teeth at your birthday. She had icing on her nose. What'd you say? She had icing on her nose. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that's what it is. So she's like, yeah, I was getting icing off my nose and Sophie's like, I know. So, and I think that's what makes it that like one step further of evil. But like Sophie actively was like, it's not even like one of those moments where Sophie did get a picture of Tanisha picking her nose, but it's just like, it's not even that. And she framed it completely differently. It's a, it's a very politically nuanced interpretation of real politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Sophie... Uh, yeah, so Sophie admits to knowing that Mrs. Flowers does nothing, really, to properly address it right away. 
Uh, Mrs. Flowers does nothing. She does not address it. She acknowledges it. And then she just lets uh, Tanisha, Tanisha go to the floor. Yeah, it's like, wow, that was some vicious bullying that the whole class just witnessed. All right, let's move on. Um, horrible teacher, horrible. Yeah, real rough. Uh, and Tanisha then goes and she's like, she says to Sophie, like, she takes out a hula hoop. She's like, this was going to be my secret weapon. Which, um, I mean, for a class of third graders, I think it would have been effective. Definitely. A little talent show. That's really mm-hmm. any all anyone was expecting out of this. Yes. No one was wanted so campaign. campaign. <laughs> uh, poor, poor Tanisha. And so Tanisha this was now, supposed to be a fun day. It was. <laughs> it was like, yeah, so maybe that Mrs. Flower was just so caught off guard. Uh, but I, I'm sure that she should have... Um, so she should have, when Sophie said, hey, Mrs. Flowers, can we roll the TV cart in here today for my campaign pitch? I'm sure Mrs. Flowers at that point should have said like, yes, but let me look at it first uh, before just letting this play to the whole class. Miss, uh, well, we established earlier that this is a universe where people do not vet their tapes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That just doesn't happen here. Some intense news reference, Ren. Yep. Yes. Uh, They they don't do that. They just play it and they hope for the best. (laughs) And so Tanisha hula hoops and she's got, she like starts her speech and then she starts, she pretends to start crying. Uh, Great play on her part, I think. I think Tanisha would have made it to season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what? I got out. What do you mean, Ren? I got a bite. She Why knows would... how to play the game. Yeah. Sophie came right at her. Tanisha seized the opportunity and became class president. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then in season eight, she would have gone mad and burned down the school. Exactly. Yes. Only Tanisha, to be America's devil. Yeah. To be killed by President Martinez um, or Victor, her dad. And so then. Um, so she's crying and Sophie's like, Come on, people. Don't you see? She's faking it. And now Miss Flowers is like, Sophie, you've done enough. How could you? Uh, yeah. Not a great teacher. Really bad. No. And uh, that's so I'm, is this a letter home to Martinez? I feel like Martinez has to come in to speak. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> is definitely going to affect his approval rating. How These many- are- these are the children of rich people. Yeah, how many how many times a week does Martinez make an appearance in this classroom? Lately, it's been often. Yeah, it's a lot of management. A lot of a lot of it. The kids are tired of him, but luckily he knows a lot of balloon animals <laughs> to impress them. So, all right. Um, the we finally get to like the doubt fire of it all. The uh, swapping places situation all the table is set literally and figuratively candy and Corey sit down at the restaurant Corey is like you have my undivided attention and then mina pops up behind candy in the lizard costume she's supposed to be with stickler ren <gasps> bryce why would she do this i don't know but cory has got to find out so he's like you have my attention uh after i speak to the lizard uh. <laughs> Not just any lizard, Bryce. Mm-mm. Lizard. Ard, the chef. <laughs> yes, famous too, French. Right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? She's from Ratatouille. Ratatouille, the yeah. Linguini likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have been another great contender if Raisin Ren and Ratatouille in the in the house. Uh, all right, Lizard the chef. Candy loves when Sea Bear takes charge. Mm. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I just wanted to say it. Okay, um, that's fair. Okay, and uh, and then she shouts. Uh, um, Corey shouts. Corey's like, "Hey, read the menu." <laughs> and he gets up as he walks away. He goes outside. Would uh, at that point, even like hearing the door open next to me, if I'm Candy, that would be confusing. That would be confusing. Why is Corey gonna go talk to the chef, but goes outside? Trash chef. Um. All right. There's no way the lizard wizard can ever be a girl," said Stickler. It would upset the balance of the universe. So Mina, uh, that's why Mina's here. Corey has to do it. Um. Then they switch. Right. This. This could have been funny. Could have mm-hmm. been funnier. There were, eh. Was it funny to you? Did you laugh? No. No, no I didn't laugh. I was interested. Mm-hmm. I feel like... So here's the thing, okay? Yeah. The fun part about this trope, and let me know if you think it's something different. To me, the fun part about this trope is seeing how the... If it's a character balancing two places at the same time, it's seeing that character balance it. Or in this case, it's seeing both the characters try to um, like balance their role. If we had seen more Mina in like trying to pull off, hey, I'm Corey, I think that would have been funny to Candy. Some I don't know how they would have done it, how it would have been convincing enough that the audience would have bought into it, but that that to me would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, instead, Corey just tells her, Corey gets Candy to put a blindfold on and says, hey, the chef recommended that she put a blindfold on, the food will taste better, and um, that way you can just tell me everything. And then, like Ren and I have been joking all episode, uh, I will grunt, and that way you'll know that I'm still listening. I'm actually glad you bring up the uh, the point that the episode didn't really show us like the full potential of this dynamic. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Like the Mrs. Doubtfiredness. Yeah. Because something that also stuck out to me is that it feels like this episode skips over a lot of important scenes. The whole, I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit just to frame things. Yeah. But the whole crux of this episode is that Corey and Candy, well, Candy wants to have this big important talk with Corey, but the talk is ultimately skipped over. Mm -hmm. Like completely, we like fade over it to the aftermath. Great point. And it feels there's a lot of it's not even like a matter of showing over telling it's just just not bothering half the no. time yeah it, it takes us the show takes us where like to the less interesting of the two places to be yeah right they think that we they think that we as an audience are gonna get more enjoyment about seeing Corey um half-heartedly do a lizard space sketch with stickler and to be honest, that like that isn't that funny. The concept, like, again, potential with Corey in the house could have been funny. Yeah. But the outcome of that scene isn't that funny. Corey goes, so while Mina's in the restaurant, Corey puts on the lizard outfit, goes, does this skit with Stickler. Does it half-heartedly? 
there's a little bit of conflict there where Stickler's like, oh, like you didn't even do the scene correct. And um, yeah, like that's another thing that bothered me. Yeah. Corey's half heartedness makes sense, but it's just not fun to watch. No. But, like I was, I would have been, it would have been fun to see them do like a little battle because they, they like, they did the stupid fight in the purple lobster, but they won't actually do a fight between Corey and Stickler when it's a little bit appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That like we even have we have the silly costumes on top of it all. So we have the setup. The setup is there. And uh there's the episode should have had Corey, in my opinion, Corey back and forth um between the two locations at least twice. Yeah. Give us that that frantic like, oh, luckily the movie theater is right across the street. So I can go back and forth between the two places. And when I'm coming back, I'm like knocking over things in the restaurant in the lizard costume, but I'm saying a couple of words. So Candy thinks I'm here while Mina's physically in my place and then going back and then maybe Corey on stage. Sorry, I'm running away with this idea, Ren, but like Corey goes back across the street in the lizard costume. He goes to say his lines he's supposed to memorize. And instead he says how he feels about Candy because he's like so confused. Um, that's infinitely better already. Yeah. So like, but they don't do that. We get, Corey does this half-hearted thing. Uh, and then he's like, you know what? I can't put my heart into this. Cause like I have a once in a lifetime opportunity to be with a girl that I want to be with. So I'm going to go do that. Sickler gets upset, gets the lizard, uh, like pulls on the lizard hat or something like that. The lizard mask. And then it's stuck on Corey's head, which by the way, physically makes no sense, but we're going to just move past that. How does this? Uh, how, how do these things keep happening to Corey? He's stuck in the lizard outfit. Like stuck in the lizard yeah. outfit, becoming an octopus mm-hmm. boy. Is yeah. So sometimes you just find yourself in these situations, and other times these situations find you. It's no miracle that Corey, uh, almost every week, is getting trapped in a cage with a live animal, um, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> so it's yeah. Um, but I think that the climax of this episode really falls short. And I, uh, I'm not, I don't know if it's the climax, but like the this build-up scene falls short. Right. Uh, it does because, I mean, it's there's no payoff. Mm-hmm. It's build up for it's build up for a scene that never comes. No, and um, so once Corey's back at the restaurant and his mask is stuck on him, he try mean it meets him outside the restaurant tries to help him take it off she can't so Corey just goes back in and that's when because he has a hard time sitting down candy hears noises takes off her blindfold sees the scary mask and then like uses her karate to hit him a few times he falls into a table she breaks the table in half and he's like oh it's me she's like oh sea bear he's like well it's kind of a funny story did you enjoy watching Corey get beaten up was this the resolution you were expecting? No. No, it's... And the slapstick in this show is, when done correctly, is pretty funny. But uh, I, I think you and I have, have kind of already... There's no point to repeating ourselves, but this... Uh, the conversation that the episode built up to would have been a great spot to happen here. But we just doesn't happen like it goes back to what you were saying Mm -hmm. this could have been a good episode Mm -hmm. it has the bones to say something i don't know not necessarily meaningful about Corey and candy's relationship but to at least 
move it to its next stage in a more coherent manner that's actually about them. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is about these Disney Channel sitcoms where they're so averse from, like, they want to change and address the status quo, but they save it for these little scenes at the ends of episodes and just in... It doesn't feel developed. Like, if you're going to commit to an episode that ultimately leads to Corey and Candy getting together, make the episode about that. Like, commit to it. Don't give us this lizard, like, subplot um, just and for the you sake of... if the lizard subplot, at least use it. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, use it to its full potential. If you feel, if it's worth putting in there and including, make sure that it's worth putting in there and including. But... I don't know. You and I just gotta, like, rewrite this show at one point, Ren. Cory in the House reboot. Um, so, I mean, that's... I, I, we kind of just talked through, like, the, the ultimate crux of the scene. Anything else within this little back and forth that you wanted to mention? It's... I don't know. I just don't know what the writers were thinking How with wrapping up this mm-hmm. story with... I don't know. It's, it's so disappointing. It's just disappointing. Well, so we also saw, like, Candy is really understanding about the fact that Corey, during what was probably the most important conversation of between the two of them thus far, gets up and puts on a lizard costume to go somewhere else. Yeah. So there's we don't even get fallout from that. Previously... When Corey and Candy were, when Corey was pretending to like Candy in the We've Got Spirit episode, and then he actually ended up liking her, mm-hmm. they end up kind of breaking it off at the end of the episode because she finds out that it was all a scheme to begin with, but Corey actually likes her. So that that compared to this, like, this seems worse to me, in my opinion. This seems worse? I think so. Yeah, Corey. That's true because she's like bare. This is an important conversation that he skipped out on multiple times. And mm-hmm. like she, for by all accounts, she told him everything that she meant to say. Yeah. But Mina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. And I mean, if, if anything, at the end of the day, it just paints the picture of just how much Candy cares about Corey, I guess that yeah. she's still willing to make a relationship with him work. And maybe she's aware that, that these shenanigans follow him wherever he goes. And that's okay. Like maybe that's charming to her, mm-hmm. but um, it doesn't seem, I don't know if I'm candy, I'd be running for the hills. Uh, all right. So we get to, we like transition. So literally like, oh, right. The, Before yeah. we move on, I do want to point something interesting out. I noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember when Mina says for Yak's sake in the episode? No. No, where was it? Because that's the only reference to Yak's or Bahavia that we got. It's right before Candy beats the shit out of Corey. But the reason I bring that up is because even though Mina says for Yak's sake, the subtitles say for God's sake. So now we know. Now we know. Mm-hmm. Yak's and uh, God's are interchangeable in Bahavia. Which adds a... a interesting layer into the yak backpack doesn't it it does hmm. Hmm. um yeah so in the restaurant Corey and candy so uh candy's like tell me everything Corey. Uh, it transitions into 
Candy and Corey now back in the White House, sitting together at the kitchen. Candy is tutoring Corey. Seems like a, a simple solution. That's right, Bryce. To think this mm-hmm. all could have been resolved so easily from the start. Yep. And uh, Candy and Corey. So Corey's like, wow, like this was really great. Thanks for helping me. Candy emphasizes that communication is important in a good relationship. I mean, I agree with, but unfortunately you're communicating to uh, no one at some point. Corey the King Baxter? Mm-hmm. Uh, Candy expresses her frustration with him. Like, I want to be near you and nowhere near you. Like, I find you enchanting, but yet so aggravating. This builds up to them kissing. Not Can earned. Imagine if they kissed after having a conversation about their relationship. Mm-hmm. Would have been so sweet. But Corey missed it. Corey was gone for that conversation. Do you think Mina gave him footnotes? Uh, Corey put on the lizard suit again so Mina could actually have the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Left. Uh, yeah, they, they kiss. Like, so Corey and Candy are now, we assume, an established relationship for the rest of the show, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> until we're proven otherwise. Yeah. I, are you happy to see them together? Neutral? I, like... Uh, I'm neutral, but I am glad that the show is willing to change the status quo. Me too. Like, I don't particularly care about their relationship, but mm-hmm. in like a grand scheme sense of things, it shows that Corey in the house is at least trying something mm-hmm. different. Something, you know, something a bit more ambitious and interesting. It op- definitely opens the door for more possible storylines. It does. So, um, like, I could, I could see us getting a storyline where Corey is always with Candy and then Mina and Newt, like, are left out of it or something like that. I don't know. But I feel like there's, there's options. There's definitely opportunity now. Um, disappointing. Uh, mm-hmm. Newt wasn't here for this. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back and he'll be like, oh, everything's still the same. And then Corey's going to be like, not quite. Me and Candy kissed. And are now together. Yep. Newt would say awesome. Yeah, it is disappointing that he's like not here for what is probably one of the more significant episodes of Corey in the house. Like, this is probably some of the most significant development we've gotten for Corey at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get the ending scene focuses on our B plot. Gives us like the same lesson that we knew we were going to get all episode about, you know, if you had just played fair and nice... None of this would have happened. Would have been fine. Um, would have looked bad to win for making Tanisha look bad. And uh, so the question is, uh, are Tanisha and Sophie still friends, Ren? Are they still best friends? Yes, uh, they are. They are. And Sophie is going to be the VP. Uh, this was funny. This was, this was funny. Yeah, I'm glad that they did this. Uh, Sophie points out that as the VP, if anything happens to the president, dot, dot, dot. uh, And Samantha Martinez, they're like, Sophie. She's like, I'm America's angel. It's like, you don't know me at all. 
And was she really joking? Would Sophie poison Tanisha? Yes. Yeah. This all, this, it's the Game of Thrones of it all. Mm-hmm. Sophie wants to uh, potentially make Tanisha unable to fulfill her role as the president of the third grade Mrs. Flowers classroom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine so Sophie poisoning another student over a class presidency position in third grade. America's Angel would definitely do it. Yikes. Uh, that's the episode. That's it. It's, um, I feel like not very funny. Like it was plot heavy, but like not plot that was fun, I guess. Or you and I already talked about all the, the missed opportunities with the plot. Yeah, it, 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 it's an episode that knew what it wanted to do, but it didn't know how mm-hmm. to do it. It, yeah, they knew that they wanted to get Corey and Candy together. Like, that was the end goal. How do we want to make this happen? Uh, it's not an iconic episode. We're not going to be sitting here 10 years later thinking, wow, remember that episode where Candy and Corey finally got together? It's such an unsatisfying mm-hmm. way to get them together, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, with that episode, Ren, uh, my rose was the lizard outfit. Really? Uh, I thought it was a great outfit. Really, really good. We've been saying that the prop department has had some really weak uh, performances with their orange juice in the soda bottle last <laughs> week. And I, I think that lizard outfit, it came in clutch here. It was fun. It was whimsical. I wish that they had done more with the actual like comedy of it. Yeah. But it, it just looked really goofy. And I thought it was fun to look at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my rose to the plot development. Yeah. I like, I like when a show changes its status quo, even if it's just mm-hmm. something little like this. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting. Like the episode itself didn't really build up to it, but the, yeah. the season arc has, the season has, uh, has built up to it uh, through Corey saying his next kiss is really going to count. Uh, and last week, Candy being like, I want to get that pizza with Corey. So and it's it's felt like a built-up moment. My bud, something that I'm looking forward to seeing more of, is Candy and Corey now being together. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Should be good. Uh, any any thorn? No nude. Yeah. Yeah, the heart of the show. Best part about it. Uh, I said the rehashed B plot. I didn't need another class presidency plot. No, me neither. It felt uninspired. Yeah. So, um, all right. Do you want to do uh, reviews or do you want to do the uh, presidential approval rating? Let's do presidential approval ratings. All right. Uh, So, let's see. Uh, I'm going to disappoint you here, Ren. The Newt one has, like, never... uh, A Newt one I don't think exists. At one point, I I wrote... I wrote down at one point uh, like that he went down negative 14 points or something along those lines. Uh, so I like have a sticky note that says that, but I don't think there was ever like a starting number for him. So uh, him not being here though, did the school descend into chaos? It did. Yeah. How <laughs> else was, why else was Mina given a letter to give to Corey? Mm-hmm. And they're doing karate in the quad. Like what's going on here? Newt yeah. can't go out of town this long again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Martinez, negative uh, 80. Last week, he went down uh, five points. This week, 
uh, he anything that he is that affects him, I believe, is going to be through word getting out of Sophie making a uh, really rough campaign video around uh, Pierre. Hmm. Pierre, a Pierre, a Pierre. like a, a like peer pressure. Not like beach pier. Was that confusing? Because I don't think there's any peers in DC. There could be a pier, the DC pier. <laughs> the DC boardwalk. <laughs> the famous DC pier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. Is this going to get out? Is this going to, is the nation going to find out that Martinez's daughter made a campaign video? Hmm. Well, we have to consider it like this. Mm-hmm. These are children of elites in yes. Washington, D.C. Yep. The, Tanisha cried in class. True. These kids are going to talk. Is um, So people are going to talk about it, but if do the elites feel that Martinez can get knocked down any further? Do they feel that there is still more, pla- like more places for him to fall? Yes. Okay. Um, he can do worse. <laughs> so what? So they leak this story to the the Times, maybe the Post, and then people just get talking. Uh, so I don't know, negative eighty to negative ninety. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. It's not like bit. a major controversy, but it's not good for his look. Absolutely not. All right. Uh, any reviews from this episode? Yes, we have one review from VG Freak 8. Loyal. Great. Title, it was okay. 7 out of 10. <clears throat> Corey isn't too sure what he and Candy are on terms on their relationship. Newt is out of town. Sophie is running for president against her friend. It gets ugly when Sophie makes fun of her friend, but her friend strikes back. Stickler is tutoring, tutoring Corey in chemistry. Or else Corey has to go to summer school. Corey makes a date with Candy and promises to be there. But when Stickler needs him for something at the same time, Corey doesn't know what to do. He manages to do both with Mina's help. Corey and Candy kiss. Sophie loses the election. This episode was okay. I don't like Candy at all. I miss Newt. He was probably gone because of his movie. This episode gets a seven. Yeah, we all miss Newt. Classic VG Freak 8. His, his absence is so felt. Uh, and I, I love that you and I touched on it. I love that VG Freak 8 picked up on it because who knows what kind of background research VG Freak 8 is doing um, into these episodes, but man, it really leaves an impression. All right. Last thing, did you, Ren? <sighs> Review it. I know. Um, better or worse than last week? Better. I agree. Definitely better. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how, by how much, because this wasn't a funny episode. Like, it was tolerable and it was palatable, but it wasn't mm-hmm. funny. I mean, so I I watched this episode Tuesday. Watched it again today. Today is Saturday. I didn't remember much of it. I remember the kiss. And that was it. I Going into watching the episode again, I was like, oh, I'm going to really have to look for any jokes that stood out to me. And even then, it was, it was rough. Uh, so... I don't know. I'm thinking like uh, a 3.5 feels appropriate for this. I'm thinking a three. Um, you're feeling a three? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
I'm going to go ahead and put that in. Yeah, it, it feels like the right score. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with my uh, 3.5, I think, for it. Because I don't, I don't see it being any higher. It wasn't the worst episode. But it, nothing exciting about it. Like, nothing that got me excited. So, all right. Uh, with that, Ren, we are done. Season 2, Episode 6 of Cory in the House. Wow. Mm-hmm. movies next week tournament tomorrow i know it's really exciting time to be a uh, brace and running cory in the house fan i gotta be honest and uh, i have our list to watch tonight i have an episode of our list oh you're gonna hate it I, <laughs> I can't wait to talk with you more about some of these picks about my initial impressions on shows like blossom which i uh, another one that i watched this morning I'll try to watch some episodes before tomorrow. Yeah. Are there are, are there any shows that I put on the list that you are either unfamiliar with or you've never seen an episode of? Let me pull up the list really quick. Yeah. Go Definitely Love Island. Yes. Uh, so I have also never watched an episode of Love Island. Uh, but I will, I will watch an episode so I can have some proper discussion on the podcast ability of it. I am a big reality fan, but I am less less so a fan of the reality shows that touch on romance and relationships uh, such as the bachelor or one love island so but who knows maybe there's some good podcasting potential there i thought Um, all right so we look forward to doing that and uh, otherwise uh, thank you all so much for listening we will catch you all uh, we're live tomorrow I, i think this episode should go up saturday evening so It'll be tomorrow, uh, May 9th at 8 o'clock is when we're planning to go live to do our uh, episode or our TV show bracket. So uh, we look forward to seeing some of you then. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you have a great rest of your day. Have fun at the Monsters Ball. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Raising red demons and electric guitar.